Hey y'all, and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky. Okay, okay, can we start, can we not do it with the pen in our mouth? I was doing warm-up. Um, welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern Spooky, and with a pen in our mouth. No, today, <laughs> submerged for decades. Mm-hmm. I am Carolina Girl Heather. And I am Florida Man Tony. And we'd like to invite you to our Facebook page and mm-hmm. leave us some likes or comments. Indeed. And we have an Instagram. We do. Yep. And we're building our Patreon. Yeah, so yeah. We're going to start giving away stuff, so. Eventually, someday. Yeah. Leave us some high star ratings on your podcast platform. Yeah. Indeed. So what are we talking about today? Today. This is very local for us. So yes. South Carolina. Oh. We're talking about the largest lake yeah. in South Carolina, Lake Murray. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not just the lake. It's kind of cool stuff. It wasn't always there. Now, I learned not too long ago in our local Murders and Mysteries tour, which the Lexington Historical Group, I think the museum actually, leads, that our local roads are named for towns that are kind of a goodly ways away, and that always used to confuse me. But it's because those roads connected to said towns, only now there's like this ginormous lake there. So there are roads that go into Lake Murray? They were rerouted, but originally they did. They went through space that is now under the lake. So that road that we used to live on that was like right next to the uh, nursery? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, you know, old Chapin Road used to go to Chapin. That's cool. Which, for those of you not here, Chapin's a little bit away. And it's on the other side of the lake. Right. So anyway, Mm -hmm. not only is there a huge lake in the way, it, it... it is kind of curious, like, what all used to be there? I grew up in Columbia, and mm-hmm. my parents had a little speedboat, and we used Which to go... I didn't, and they didn't. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. And we would go out on the weekends on the lake all the time. Now, we didn't live on the lake, but my dad had a trailer, and we'd go to the marinas, and later on, my mom and her single days would borrow the boat and rent out a house on the lake for a week or two and have summer vacation. It's just a place everyone in town goes to. Well, you grew up on Lake Murray. I grew up on Lake Okeechobee, so... That's that big lake in the middle of Florida. That's just kind of giant swampland, isn't 80 it? 80 miles across. Nice. Yeah, it's big. Well, Murray, not which to me just sounds like an old man. I don't know. <laughs> Murray! <laughs> it's still a hugely popular place for boating, fishing, oh, yeah. sailing, swimming, tubing, paddleboarding. Hiding a body. <laughs> well, and the last few times I went there, there was an invasive seaweed or lakeweed. I don't know what you call it. Some kind of plant with leafy tendrils that come up and brush your legs. I do not enjoy that. But I also am always curious, you know, the recreational partiers, do they know what lie beneath the surface other than that horrible lake weed? Uh, I'm fairly sure it's nothing like World War Z, but, you know. <laughs> so miles of shoreline hosts everything from small trailers mm-hmm. to gorgeous palatial mansions. They are and, beautiful. And it's got quite a bit of islands on it. Lots of little islands. Yep. And on the 4th of July, there's a fireworks display that's set off over the lake, and people line up for miles across the dam to watch. Mm-hmm. And the little birds that only show up in Lake Murray. What are they called? Purple Martins. Purple I'll be Martins. talking about those a little bit later. Okay. Now, I don't recall even how old I was when I learned that the lake was not a naturally occurring one. Mm-hmm. I remember being kind of surprised. Yeah. And that there, I guess it makes sense, there used to be towns under there. Full towns. Yeah. So before that time, the area was known as the Saluda River Valley. This is just a little bit of history. May not be exciting to everyone, but again, the locals might be find it fun. Don't worry, we're getting to the creepy part. (laughs) Yeah, it's not just history here. So it was settled in the 1750s by German, Swiss, and Dutch immigrants, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the general composite of every southerner out here, Yeah. with two major towns, Dutch Fork and Saxagotha. Okay. What a cool name, though. (laughs) Saxagotha. It is kind of cool. 
But those towns are no more, and they were submerged after it was S-E-E-N-G, but at the time it was Lexington Water Power Company. Mm, okay. Bought the land, built the dam, and created the lake. Now, is that that big that big ass dam that we drive over? <laughs> is that yes. like a hydroelectric dam or? It is okay. William Spencer Murray mm-hmm. was the visionary who saw the hydroelectric potential, and so the lake is technically a reservoir. And at the time of the purchase, seventy five percent of this land was just wooded area. Yeah. The rest of the land consisted of small. Nine small towns and communities that were home to, like, 5,000 residents. How do you up and move 5,000 residents? I don't get that. Not cheaply. As part of the purchase, nearly a dozen communities had to be emptied, including Derrick, Pine Ridge, Selwood, Wessinger, Cantsville, Leapheart, Sevilla, Boylston, which, that sounds horrible, mm-hmm. Lorena. My aunt. <laughs> Holly's Ferry and Lorick's Ferry. This, these sections of lands included three churches, six schools, 193 graveyards. Yeah. That contained 2,323 graves. The land sold between 15 and $45 an acre. Clearing the land was no small task. Yeah. And 2,000 men paid 50 cents a day, cleared 65,000 acres by hand using cross-cut saws and axes. Wow. Now, out of the trees cut down, 100 million board feet of lumber was manufactured. Some of the lumber was used in the construction of the dam, and some of it was used to build a three-mile railroad between the dam site and what is known today as Irmo, oh. the railroad town where I went to high school. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. I didn't know Irma was railroad town. Yeah. Like, I remember that it has that one single big track running through right next to the high school. Which caused all of us to be late on certain days yeah, because but, the trains go through. Yeah. As a note, as I recall, Irma was founded by Mr. Erdell and Mosley. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's a bossing say thing. Yeah. So, 90 years ago, in 1927, SCENG, which is now Dominion, which was then the, the water power company. Yeah. They actually paid to relocate the communities and build new structures somewhere else. So it was more more like one of those things of, if you move, we'll pay you for your land and build you a house elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think that this comes under eminent domain, but unlike other places, like, you couldn't really have holdouts. You can't have somebody who's like, I'm not selling because... Well, they were going to be a door. Everything, okay, now everything in the domain. <laughs> yeah, so they were basically told to leave, and obviously I guess they had to. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about intimate domain? Look at Centralia. Yeah, well, th- there was a reason for that one, too, where, yeah. like, okay, the whole town's on fire, you have to go. Which I would love to cover, by the way. Well, it's not in our, quote, territory, but it is cool, and yeah. everyone likes to talk about how haunted it is, which it isn't. And it's not. It's just a lonely... What used to be town. So anyway, let's get back to this. We'll talk about Centralia later. Alrighty. Now, as I said, Lake Murray was created in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. It was approximately 50,000 acres with 500 miles of shoreline. Okay. It's 41 miles long and 14 miles wide at its widest point. Yeah. And 190 feet at its deepest. Good lord. Yeah, it's pretty deep. The lake stores 763 billion gallons of water. That's billion with a B. SCNG built, yeah, that B, built the Dreer Shoals Dam, mm-hmm. which you can drive across. That's and, the big one, right? Uh-huh. The one with the, the bio-levels? Yep, that's okay. where we go across. It's kind of a, a bridge, sort of. It's you know, lake on one side, river and the power plant on the other, yeah. which was built in 1927 to 30. Yeah. Now, I when we lived over on that side of town, I would walk across the dam and back when it wasn't too high. Isn't that like a two-mile hike? It's like a mile and a third one okay. way. 
And they have the road, and they have like a... Um, like a walkway, like yeah, a walkway. Yeah, it's path. got a concrete yeah. I mean, you sidewalk. see, when you drive down it, you see people walking oh, on yeah. it constantly. I mean, it, it, and it's, only, a, it's a very pleasant view. It is, except for you also have cars right there, and exhaust, and bugs. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not always the most... Con- you know, I didn't always like it, and when it gets hot, it gets hot. But it was nice to do, like, on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would walk across it myself. And mm-hmm. they expanded it. In the early 2000s, and now it's a, they call it yeah. a double dam. Yeah. It's bigger. So that in the event that the dam broke, it would have flooded Columbia, which is only 16 miles downriver. Yeah. Yeah, if, if those dam, I mean, like when you're on the dam and you look to your left driving across it, away from the lake, mm-hmm. you can clearly see the Columbia skyline. I mean, it's right there. And uh, my mother used to know a guy who worked for Homeland Security, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what in South Carolina is that big a deal? You know, when everything got very scary there during the 9-11 era back in, yeah. what, 2001? Um, but it was very much the concern that if somebody bombed the dam, it would take out Columbia. Yeah. Again, Columbia is not exactly And they the wouldn't have much counter. warning either. No. Yeah, I don't know that Columbia was ever considered a target, but it would have been an easy one. So yeah. we actually had Homeland Security people there. Mm-hmm. And during Hurricane Joaquin, that's hard to say, yeah. <laughs> one of the sluice gates actually had to be opened up because the lake started to overflow. Wasn't, and, wasn't Hurricane Joaquin the one who also broke the dam over there by that place we go to to eat? Uh, yes, the old mill. The it, old there was mill. a creek that completely overflowed, broke its dam, but also Saluda broke several, I don't want to say dams, but it Saluda River is very, very rocky, and mm-hmm. so there's a canal next to it. Oh, yeah. And mm, some yeah. of the dividers between there, I remember seeing like Black Hawk helicopters coming in with sandbags because, you know... It wasn't just the hurricane. It was like this whole thousand-year flood thing. Mm -hmm. And there was, you know, places were flooding. You know, roads were getting washed out. It was something we'd not seen before. It was incredible. Yeah, well, we used to live over there by uh, Riverbank Zoo, Mm -hmm. which is right on the Saluda River. Yeah, like whole sections of the zoo had to be closed. At least the side on the other side of the river where the garden is. Sorry for people who are not nearby, but Riverbank Zoo is on the river. And also, if you ever come to town, check out Riverbank Zoo. It's gorgeous. It is amazing. When it's open, the aquarium is gorgeous. They're revamping that right yeah. now. But no, we would be on, like, we would be, live right across the highway uh-huh. from the Salud River, and you could hear the sirens blurring when they were opening the dam. Oh, yeah, I suppose we should mention that, that yeah. they opened the dam a little bit, like one gate, um, I think like once a day, Yeah. and there's a siren, and it's not like there's this big rushing wall of water. Imagine, um, but imagine the siren from Silent Hill. It <laughs> sounds just like, it's the air horn from Silent Hill. And my dad and I used to go out there and, and climb on those, you know, kind of jump on the rocks and, and be out in the river, which most people do. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's sort of stealthy whenever they open the dam, like people who travel and don't know this, yeah. you know, they'll be out on the river, perhaps. And you just notice that the water is generally getting higher. Oh, yeah, you can been, watch it rise. Yeah, yeah, but that also means some people have been stuck out there and mm-hmm. not been able to get back in. Yeah. And there's current and there's rocks, and so it is not unusual for occasionally people to disappear and drown. Yeah, well, I mean, I imagine with as If fast, you don't know what the siren is, you, you don't know. <laughs> and as fast as that water is moving, if you're getting tumbled over those rocks, you're getting hurt. Oh, yeah. Because it is a rocky surface. I mean, like, bad. Yeah, I don't know if that qualifies on a rapids level, since the river does kind of go up and down. But when it's down, you can see how high it gets on the little islands in the river. But, yeah, it's not safe. And that siren is supposed to warn people, but... Mm -hmm. 
So during the hurricane time, or that you know our thousand year flood, yeah, it was they had to open more than one mm-hmm. of those. I think I don't actually know. I just know that there was significant damage to a neighborhood or two. But the other thing was that the the whole lake would overflow, and that was also well, apparently yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the lake overflows, it goes over the dam, mm-hmm. and then the dam just loses structural integrity, and it's gone. So, so you have to they have to open the gates. Now people who are familiar with Lake Murray will also know about these there are these five iconic towers mm-hmm. which I never actually knew what they were for until I did research They're, for this. You got pinstocks. Indeed. Yep. So we have these four smaller ones and a big one, and they're mm-hmm. called the Four Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually some graffiti on there I have some <laughs> questions about. but I will get to that. <laughs> okay, their purpose is to bring water from the bottom of the lake into the pipes used to control the hydroelectric plant. Yep. In December of 1930, the first electric power at 10,000 kilowatts was used from the dam plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's not a descriptor. The dam now. D-A-M <laughs> plant. We, there, there are a lot of businesses around that we joke about. It's the dam restaurant. It's the dam fishing store. That dam plant. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's the world's largest power reservoir at the mm-hmm. time. Today, the dam generates 245 million kilowatt hours of electricity per year. Which is good. Each of the towers is 223 feet tall. The yep. four smaller ones were built 16 feet in diameter to draw water from the bottom. I don't know if this interests people or yep. not, but of the lake into the penstocks, as you say, yep. a channel or a pipe to control water flow or supply water to something such as the hydroelectric plant. Mm-hmm. Now, they are known as the Four Sisters, and it seems like every local artist and photographer has taken a swipe at them yeah. and captured their likenesses. You'll see paintings of these things everywhere. Oh, yeah. If you, if you ever are in Colombia and you stop <coughs> off at somewhere, you will probably see the Four Sisters in a photo or a painting somewhere. And that's what they are. It's yes. Lake Murray right by the dam. Yeah, you also see, like, bass fishermen around there. The penstocks deliver water from the base of the towers Mm -hmm. into the lake, into the turbines of the power plant. Mm -hmm. Water enters the turbines through a spiral case of tapered tubes. This is all very technical stuff. Wickets or gates regulate the amount of water that enters, and the larger tower is 60 feet in diameter and feeds water to the massive arched conduit beneath it. Mm -hmm. Now, on the row of towers, there is graffiti, and one of my favorites, famously designed by a hopeful teen, and it's been there since I was in high school, that just says, Annie, prom? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the one I was curious about. It just says Annie, prom, question mark. With a heart around it. With, it's, yeah, it's and it's cute. just like, it's it's. I guess it's just sort of iconic now. It Nowadays we call that a promposal. Promposal. Yeah, right. All right, now that we've got all that covered. And, yeah, you know, now that the technical jargon is over. Right. Pin stocks, water flow, electricity. There you have it. Isn't that spooky, folks? Yes, no, spooky. <laughs> Uh, now, I, I, there are some pinstocks that if you get sucked up into them, you're done. I think we've heard about some of those on Mr. Ball. Yeah, yeah. And what is really cool is that there's, you can tell it's not in use anymore, but each of these towers has like um, catwalks around yep. it. And there's kind of this, I don't know how to describe it, but there's like a line that goes from the big tower to like a landing part on the dam and there's like this little gondola you mm-hmm. could yeah, be in. It's like an escape gondola. <laughs> yeah, it's very rusty and I don't think they move it anymore but it's really cool. Yeah. And it's about halfway across the dam so mm-hmm. that was always my stopping point for a rest. Now when S-E-E-N-G um, S-C-E ampersand G <laughs> Yeah. That's just our power company for years until Dominion took over. Yeah. Dominion holds Dominion. Right? That that That's not nerve-wracking at all. No. no. Anyway, when they bought the land back in the 20s, mm-hmm. 
they offered to move the dead and relocate the cemeteries. Now, oddly, I don't know, maybe this just may, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, but a lot of the families decided to just leave their loved ones and ancestors just rest in peace where they were. So are you saying the lake was built on a graveyard? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So, yes, if Casper Sight was watching this or listening to it, he'd be very excited. <laughs> it would be on a graveyard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> As I said, there are more than 2,300 graves that were on the bottom of the lake. And most of these cemeteries are from the 1800s. And, yeah, most of them are still there. Yeah, yeah. So, while you're partying, like, 200 feet below, there are caskets and such. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There are three different kinds of cemeteries. You can find old slave cemeteries of the enslaved. There are those small family plots, which you see all over the South. I yeah, assume yeah. they're elsewhere too, but where it's like four or five. So sort of like where we took our picture for oh, yeah. the Southern Fried Spooky picture yes. is that little bitty graveyard over there by your mom's place. Yeah, you'll see just these little family plots yeah. here and there, just kind of tucked away in unexpected places. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the flight deck shopping area, there's a teeny there's tiny like, little graveyard. Yeah, there's there. like two or three graves in that little bit. There's more area. than that, but it's we'll have to get out there tiny. and take pictures and post them so people they can are see cool. them. Yeah, and most of them are of Confederate soldiers, so I mean it's like been there a while. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Of we'll just build around them, <laughs> and um, then you have a few large multi-family plots. Yeah, because you know some of these places are filled with people who are all basically related. Wingard. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell this is all Lexington stuff. It's like, there's a bunch of wingards and a bunch of... Socks, socks. and Corleys and yeah. a few other people like that. I mean, they are everywhere here. True. Now, cool. This is kind of cool to me. Nowadays, there are divers who will go down to explore the old towns and see what's down there. Okay. And they've found, and you can find this online, um, there's a mostly intact stone house that was built in the 1800s. Oh, God, i got to watch this now. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. Now, there are many roads and I think one of my my kids' like elementary school was built on this or was on a road called Wise Ferry Road. Mm-hmm. The actual Wise with a W Y S E Wise Ferry Bridge, yeah, built in 1911, is down there and is still identifiable even with its construction plaques. Wow! Stamped. And there are railroads like we mentioned the railroads mm-hmm. that. From the dam to the work sites. Yeah. Railroads and train cars. They just sort of left them there. I wonder if the people who did this were actually like, no, 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 Bob, leave it. It'll be cool in the future. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it was just more like, it'll cost too much you know, to, to bring it, so let's just leave it here. Now, there are two divers. Yeah. Specifically, named Steve Franklin and John Baker. Okay. Who have the videos, um, if you go on YouTube. They're the divers who enjoy exploring. And local families have asked them to find specific graves of their ancestors. Now, not that they're going to relocate them, but they just want to know where they are. You can't exactly go visit them. And some of these graves are down so deep, it goes beyond recreational diving. Oh, which means you'd like... Require specialty training. Again, if anyone watches or listens to Mr. Ballin, he talks about this stuff a lot. It's like super... I guess it goes under maybe beyond 190 feet, but... So yeah. it's deep and it's murky, and I imagine the locations have to be given in coordinates because you can't exactly say it's like at one twenty three on Wise Ferry Road, yeah, I mean, yeah. or you know, it doesn't exist. It would be cool if there were like the street signs still there. Yeah, and I imagine like wooden buildings wouldn't have survived, but the stone ones have. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like all the fish have a home now. Like they True. must be, you know. Well, I know for a while there after Christmas, you know, some various tree removal services would just take trees and dump them in the lake because well that's i mean that's what that's what it said that you like you you know if you have a real tree yeah take it 
Of course, take all your ornaments off. Get as Let's much. <laughs> get as much as the little silvery stuff off. The tinsel. The tinsel is get as much off as you can, and then put it in a lake because it it sort of acts as like a small home for. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's good to do that. I mean, you don't want to pile them up, but no, no. As we said, the lake is huge. You can take your tree way out there, and it'll be fine. What are you doing? Dumping a tree? Oh, okay. We're taking a tree in a little joyride. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd have to weight it down, or else it's just going to bob away. Yeah, maybe. So you can, as I mentioned, you can look up the diving explorations mm-hmm. and see videos of the divers taking their adventures. And that is Steve Franklin and John Baker. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can so see the bridge, the houses. I, I will definitely be checking this out because this is stuff I didn't know. Now I knew about what we're about to talk about, but. The stuff underneath, I did not. Now, and again, the water is really murky. I don't know if it's a thing of man-made lakes or what, but it is hard to see. Yeah. You know? And even when you're in kind of shallow water, there comes a point where it's oh, like, yeah. I can't see my feet. Like, but. we were out there swimming, and I'm going under like four or five feet. It's still dark. Like, yeah. you can't Silty, see anything. Yeah. lots of seaweed, lots of little nibbly fish who know that they can't be seen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, as you mentioned, the other cool thing... Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about this? You want want me to well, keep going? Well, so I know that in World War Two, the lake or some of the was it some of the islands or the lake was used for bombing practice. I remember y'all telling me about yes, this. Yeah, yes. So locals around here, we kind of know. Yeah. As he, as Tony mentioned, during yeah. World War Two, the lake was used as bombing practice. Seven of the lake's islands, because you know some of the the topography isn't very flat, so there are little islands out there, and most people out boating or partying will find one and just kind of park for the day. Yeah, we we did that. There are a couple of islands. One of them, charmingly named Bomb Island. Yep. Um, Shoal. Shoal, Wessinger, Dreer, Spence, Misty, and Holly Key. These were all used in bombing practice. Yeah. Now, I'm going to also mention there is an island called Goat Island. I'm not sure why, <laughs> but I love it. Um, and here's a little bit that um, I used. I had looked up the information, and I don't have it on hand now. Yeah. But as an aside, one of the islands, it is actually Bomb Island, attracts Purple Martins. Okay. Which are just really pretty kind of swallows. And there are evening cruises to watch them um, because they roost on Baum Island in the millions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Now, Baum Island is about the size of a small neighborhood. And every single tree is covered in these birds. And they come in every evening from It's like Burning Man away. for birds. Yeah, kind of. Um, and apparently the weather meteorologists say they can see the cloud of birds. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, they come in at night, they sleep overnight, Mm -hmm. and on the cruises, you'll get dinner, and then they'll tell you to go up, up on deck and watch, and you can see them start to come. It's like a nicer version of the birds. And purple martins are cool because they eat mosquitoes. We Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. But what's really neat is they will dive onto the water and scoop up a mouthful of water, which Mm -hmm. most birds can't do. Yeah. Pelicans can do that. Well, they're pelicans. Yeah. But the Purple Martins are kind of a big deal on Lake Murray because mm-hmm. we have... Like and I they're said, very pretty. They are. And we have the cruises. And it's I've done this once with my mom for mm-hmm. her birthday because she just always wanted to see it. It is amazing. I thought it was fascinating. Oh, yeah. So, little side thing about Bomb Island. And mm-hmm. then when they leave in the morning, it's like an explosion of birds. And they just... And they scatter for hundreds of miles. That's awesome. But they all come home to Bomb Island at night. But just um, one particular, like, I think in August. Mm. Like, during the summer they do it, and then they go somewhere else. Anyway, with that little Audubon Society moment. That little tidbit. So, Bomb Island is one of these islands. Mm -hmm. Now, in April of 1943, now I understand this is just training exercises. There were no war moments happening in Lake Murray. But a B-25 Mitchell... 
little airplane, I guess, mm-hmm. crashed in Lake Murray. It's a B-25, baby. It's big. Okay. Well, I don't know airplanes. All I know is it crashed into the lake. Yeah. I thought it was like a little fighter jet. No. And it sank to a depth of 150 feet, which... You know, in 1943, was a little too deep for them to try to retreat. Yeah, it. there there aren't back then. No recovery team would dive that deep. So recovery efforts began in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. You know, 40 years later, and the front section of the plane is now on display at the Southern Museum of Flight in Birmingham, Alabama, or as we would say, Birmingham. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure why it's over in Alabama, other than you know, flight. Yeah. But artifacts from the plane's cockpit survived the crash. And the many decades spent underwater. There were navigational charts, local newspaper, which was amazingly still readable. Firearms, including four machine guns, were also recovered. But perhaps the most meaningful recovery was the watch of the plane's co-pilot, Robert Davison. Oh. His wife, Ruth, had given him the watch and was still paying it off when the crash happened. Oh, dude, that sucks. So that's another kind of cool tidbit about mm-hmm. um, about the, the lake. Okay. Now, going back to the expansion project, the massive amounts of water being held in by the dam constructed in the 1930s began to kind of worry engineers. Yeah. So in 2002, construction began on the secondary backup dam. Yeah. And this was a $20 million project. That that's was a big-ass dam. It is. It's one of the bigger ones. I think at the time it was like the biggest earthen dam in the country. Wow. I don't know if it's been surpassed yet, but for the longest time, that was kind of our, you know, we can brag about that. Yeah. Now, while they were doing this expansion, they actually had to lower the water in the dam, like basically drain it, Yeah. I guess, into the river. And this was kind of a weird time for real estate because houses along the shoreline are like prime property. And even though it was temporary, my mother, who was in real estate, she... <laughs> Had to explain that, okay, the lake isn't always like this. It's yeah. usually, you know, up to the docks. It was temporary, but even temporary, it lasted a couple of years. And so, like, in coves where the water was shallower, suddenly people had yards that they didn't before. Yeah. But people also started seeing the gravestones. You know, obviously not in the super deep areas, but, you know, gravestones and crosses started peeking up from mm-hmm. below the surface and hidden artifacts that had not been seen any- by anyone other than the divers yeah. um, since the beginning of the 20th century. Now, we mentioned going out boating mm-hmm. you know, last summer, not this most recent one. My yeah. youngest, we would go out on the boat for his birthday every year. Yeah. We'd rent a pontoon and go boating and exploring, and we parked on a little island. I'm not sure which one. I tried to ask my mom, who has a great memory for the layout of the lake. I do not. At least the layout of it close to the marina. We don't explore the whole thing, but we do cover a lot of it. And your daughter's fiancé and I found graves. Yes, yes. We parked on one of these little islands and found a couple of them. Yeah, there's a couple. And it's kind of crazy. You kind of like... Well, I have the script, but why don't you just talk about this extempore? Well, we were... We had pulled off into that little cove, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were all just partying and hanging out. And he and I were like, well, let's go up on the island. So we started walking. And they're like little pathways. Yeah, they're little pathways. And as you're... you, You go up this hill, and as you, like, cusp this hill, there's a white gravestone up there and it says something like to my wife or something and yeah, it I was think just, one of them just yeah, says wife it, it's yeah it says wife on it now i don't know any of the details of it or anything but it it was just really cool to be on this island and just seeing these graves like where did this come from well i know that documented i think most of these graves have been documented yeah. and and on the little island known as goat island i mentioned that earlier there is one of those small family plots. Yeah. There are five markers, 
four of which have names and dates. And I think there actually are five names and dates, but one of them is just a set of initials. Someone's done the research and discovered that it matches the, the life dates of one Elizabeth Lohman. Okay. Um, but the dates are all 1800s. Yeah, that, I mean, every one of them are 1800s. And I think you can look on, again, online, if you look up um, graves in Lake Murray, they will list... You know, the little islands and photographs of each of the, the gravestones. Yep. I don't know if they have any for underwater. I only ever saw the ones that are on the little islands. But, you know, a lot of these little bitty islands have some markers on them. Yeah. But, of course, this is also space that's being shared with, you know, revelers, campsites. Occasionally, like, we saw some guy who'd set up a camp there for... Yeah, like, I, like, set, like looked like home base, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, I don't know if he's living, living there, but he was spending yeah. some time there at minimum. Epic game of tag going on. <laughs> And, you know, and of course, like day cruisers like us, we just pull up and visit for a few hours. And of course, they're also home to snakes, marine birds. You can actually see eagles out there. Yep. Uh, there are Lots hawks. of little terrapins, mm-hmm. which are just, those are the turtles that can walk. Yeah. Turtles have flippers. Tortoises have feet. Terrapins have webbed feet. Yes. Let's just be specific. But they always poke up their heads and they're so cute. Yes. And I will say, you know, like any place of recreation, like people people who drive boats are not as carefully regulated as people who drive cars. Unfortunately. So we have drunken boat collisions. We have kids driving when maybe they shouldn't. Like, I remember my parents used to let me drive, but of course they were watching. But, you know, there have been crashes. There have been people who've drowned. It's There are plenty of modern deaths that have happened there. Yeah. You know, in addition to... To all of those that are already down below. Now, I'm pretty sure that they've been recovered. At least I'm reasonably certain. I know we have, like, scuba units whose job is just to go and yeah. get uh, people like they drowned. Any, any place around a body of water will have a dive team. Yeah, like one of the professors I work with is a recovery diver in his spare time. That's not a pleasant job, let me tell you that. No, that's what he's... And yet, he seems to love the work. I guess you have to have a certain kind of mindset for that. So, I mean, that is a thing there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't so much creepy as... I do think this is cool, though. Kind of near the edge where it connects to where all the parking lots are. There's, mm-hmm. like, a little recreational beach and all that. But part of the dam, not all of it, has... I don't even know, like, you know, some yardage of a pretty high chain link fence. Yeah. I'm not sure what it's there for. It's just because it's, like I said, it's not all the way across. But now I will say um, this area, they called the Johnny Jeffcoat walkway. I think that's just the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, But all over the fence are locks, padlocks, combination locks, bike locks, the antique kind, some with ribbons and trinkets and dog collars. There's just stuff. Many of them are written on like sealed paint. You know, they kind of tried to do their own scratched etchings, embossing, and even professionally engraved. That's awesome. I think there was a movie. I don't remember which one, but it ends in Paris where you see the, the gate there that is covered in locks. Yeah. Um, you know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one is it? Is it Now I You See Me? I think it's... It may be, but I think... Yeah, now, I know I what you're heard. talking about. Okay, so we're not too sure about this. Yeah. We'll have to look it up later. But it may have been inspired by that, but I know that also that section of fence in Paris ended up having to be taken down because the weight of it was oh, yeah, a problem absolutely. to the bridge. Now, this is not a bridge. It's a dam. Let me see. I have a quote here from a local business area owner, Lake Murray owner, mm-hmm. um, and she says, what I feel it represents to a lot of people is either a new stopping point or a starting point, a place to start anew, or maybe they left something behind there they no longer want to carry with them. Or attach something new to themselves that they wanted to start carrying to. Well, see, I had always heard that... This is Joanna Higgins, by the way, in quote. Oh, okay. So I had always heard that if you take a a lock and you 
lock it onto a fence and you throw the lock in the water, it's like keeping a secret. It can be. See, that's what I had always heard. That if, like if throwing the key who, away? Yeah, like people who do that, they've locked the secret away and then they throw the key away. So I that's what I had always heard when I first saw that. That's exactly what I thought. There were a lot of secrets in this town. Yes you know? and no. Yes and no. <laughs> well, a lot of them are memorials. Yeah. And a lot of them represent new stuff. Like on one of my walks, I happened to see this couple ahead of me. I was coming back. And um, they were looking at the locks. And it was like a biker dude and this pretty lady and like a another couple. I assume we mean biker, not cyclist. Biker. Okay. Motorcyclist. And it looks like he'd planned this out. He proposed to his lady. Aww. And apparently she said yes because someone immediately produced a padlock. And they kind of stood up on the fence and she clicked it on there and they took the key and they threw it and it was just really really cute that's cool and so in this case i think it's also like i said it's new beginnings i have seen many of them have dates on there like someone you know they've lost somebody don't you have one up there i do some years ago i found these little cheap (laughs) red heart-shaped padlocks that like you would see on a teenage girl's diary yeah I don't remember where I found them, but I got several of them. And then I found these kind of round charms, like think glorified washer. Okay. <laughs> these little disc things with names on them. And I got one and I have Heather is a very common basic name. Yeah. And my husband, Chris, common basic name. Yeah. So I got one of those, one of each of those with our names on it, put them on the little lock and put them on the Aww. fence. And now that my husband's gone, I mean, I still kind of look for it. Now the heart's kind of pink now and the rings are rusty, but, but it's still there. That's cool. So there are like some memorials like that. And, you know, I'll see them and kind of wonder like who's involved, who did it. Is it a good thing? Is it a sad thing? And the variety of the locks themselves is really astonishing. There are a couple of antique ones that look like turtles, which I think is awesome. You know, like I said, this is not spooky exactly. I just just think it's kind of cool, you know? It is. But, oh, and also, as we mentioned in France, the one got taken down because it was on a bridge. It was too heavy. Dominion, that maintains this area says that it's going to leave the locks because they have no reason to take it down. It's on the dam, not... Yeah, it's, there's it's no fine. weight issues. Now, um, can't you, like, get on Google and check these out? Or? You can, if okay. you want to see pictures. And I've taken plenty of my own because I was trying to get pictures of my Chris and Heather thing. Yeah. You can Google Lake Murray Locks of Love, is what they call it. Okay. And they have articles and photos. That's kind of awesome. So, we've covered cemeteries under the lake. Yep. Which, unfortunately, it's cool to talk about, but we don't really have stories about it unless we, like, start researching the people who are down Well, I mean, I think just the fact that there are, like, when you're on the lake and you're having a good time and partying and drinking and whatnot, you're on top of a graveyard. Seriously. Well, I remember, I almost remember specifically being on the lake and being not even in double digits yet and mom going, and mom telling me, you know, there used to be towns under here. And I was like, what? (laughs) Well, and ever since then, I, I remember being concerned for a little bit. Are there going to be, like, corpses floating up? And she's like, no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're buried down there. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that um, the, the building or the stuff that they built for Last of the Mohicans was also flooded in a lake. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just a movie set. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. However, a lot of that Chimney Rock stuff is obviously still there. Yeah, yeah. And while it's not as creepy as usually what we cover... It's still kind of cool to think that, you know, while you're out there, you're partying on top of a graveyard. I really hope Casper Sight catches wind of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, our spooky family and friends, are any of you in our area? Have you been to Lake Murray? And mm-hmm. did you know that there were graves beneath you? Yes. Or did you not? An audience from further away, do you have any similar lakes? 
that would be kind of cool to hear people do have those kind of lakes. Like I know I'm fairly lake- sure they're they're not as few as just like Murray. Well, and but- most of them I imagine are more natural. Like I think our com- the closest one in size and distance is Lake Norman, but I think yeah. I think it's always been there. I don't know. Hmm. I will say, about you know, having grown up here in high school, they used to always say that there were piranha out there and in fresh water. <laughs> well, and then I also heard that they were vegetarian piranha, and I'm like, at which point isn't that just a fish? Then that's just a fish with teeth. I have no idea if any of it was true, but I'd heard that people would, as a joke, try to because well, you know it does have fish from the river. But I've seen gar. I've never seen like gator. Gar fish are scary. They're I'm like sorry. tiny fish versions of alligators. Like, okay, so so I have seen what a piranha looks like in real life. Yeah. They are they're not that scary. Looking. They're not they're not scary. They're just they look like little like carp with, with teeth. We have them at the zoo because yes. in the aquarium, which they're revamping. Yes. Now, they even have a Lake Murray habitat, or at least they used to, yeah. I assume they will. But they have a gar in there, and yeah. I'm like, that is one ugly creature. In, in Florida, we would go fishing and we we, we would pull out fish about the size of this room. Now, keep in mind, I know everybody can't see it, but this room is roughly six foot wide. That's a long fish. They are alligator gar. Oh. And these things are big scales, almost rocky scales. Ew. And they have teeth that are about an inch long, and when they get a hold of you, they get a hold of you. Sounds like a barracuda. (laughs) They are almost barracuda-like. They are evil fish. Well, our gars are much smaller. They look like they're eight or nine inches long. They still have a bite to them, but I don't think it's as bad. Yeah. They're just ugly. Poor, poor things. They so can't again, help it. They were born ugly. They I belong. know. <laughs> so, spooky audience, let us know what your lake experiences mm-hmm. are, if you have any, or ponds, or whatnot. So, and always, please come visit us on Facebook, Patreon, mm-hmm. all those things. Leave us stars, comments, you know, what have you. What have you, indeed. Yeah. And I am your... Carolina Girl Heather. And I am your Florida Man Tony. Until next time. Bye, Bye, y'all. Look at the chicken. Look at the chicken. He would be very pleased. Oh, he would probably be pissed off at me. Casper, I'm not making fun of you, bro. I promise. He has a cooler accent than you do. Yeah, he does. (laughs) 